Hey everybody, this is Mike from Welcome to the Party Pal. Hope everyone is staying safe, laying low, uh, is healthy, and uh, just weathering the storm. We're, um, we're going to get through this, so sending you some love your way. Before we get going, uh, Osiris has a new partnership I want to tell you about. It's with Harry's Razors, and they got a great promo that uh, they're running right now. Uh, now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry knows it's best right now to stay inside. That's why they ship directly to you so you can experience the quality of Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. Uh, they sent me a starter pack, uh, and I went ahead and shaved myself a quarantine stash, a corn stash, and uh, the shave is no joke. It's incredible, way better than it, what I've been using beforehand. And now they have a special offer for listeners. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com backslash party pal. Uh, why Harry's? Harry's the return to the essential quality durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 a blade. That's, uh, that's for real. Just 2 bucks a blade. They've cut out the middleman. Manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. Which means you get incredibly high-quality blades at factory direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And you can feel good about your purchase. 100% quality, guarantee. If you don't love your shave, just let them know and they'll give you a full refund. 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans, which is incredible. Uh, again, the exclusive offer that they have listeners to this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash party, party pal. Uh, that's harrys.com backslash party pal. For, for real, I uh, recommend if, um, you know, you've been paying the steep price at the pharmacy for razors, this is uh, worth a go. Uh, yeah, that's it. Go to harrys.com backslash party pal to start shaving better today. to the party pal the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed i am one of your hosts michael shields and today 
we are going to dig into Star Trek Picard, the web television series created for CBS All Access. It is the eighth series in the Star Trek franchise and centers on the character John Luke Picard, played by the outstanding human being that is Patrick Stewart. The series was created by Alex Kurtzman with the help from executive producer and writer Michael Shabon and also uh, Kirsten Beyer and Akiva Goldsman. They put together a really outstanding team for this. The series is set at the end of the 24th century, 20 years after the events of Star Trek Nemesis. The story focuses on the climax of that film, as well as the destruction of the planet Romulus that happened in the 2009 film Star Trek. So, to do this right, I am aided by a pair of Star Trek aficionados. First up, I speak to Jonathan Hart. You all remember him from the Bill Paxton episode and the End of the Fucking World episode. Jonathan is the host of the Broke Down podcast and one of the hosts of the Helping Friendly podcast, both on the Osiris Podcast Network, one of my favorite people on the planet to talk to about film and television with. And after that, I speak with Chris Thompson, who uh, he heads the arts department over at Across the Margin. Chris was formerly my co-host on Across the Margin, the podcast. So he's a he's a gem behind the mic, and um, uh, you can be hearing a lot from more from him uh, on this program, which I'm super super excited about. So uh, so first up is Jonathan Hart. Thank you, Jonathan, for uh, for joining. Um, it's always such a great time having you on, and I appreciate you making uh, the effort and the time. Oh, well, thanks for having me. You know, we reached out to one another right around when this started. We're like, yes. are, are you going to watch the, are you going to watch, are you going to watch it, right? <laughs> I love uh, that moment when I find out someone else is like a Trek fan. It's just, it's, I mean, you know, you should assume with some people, but you never know. And it's not like I lead with it often. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And, and you, <laughs> You get surprised both on both sides. Absolutely. Like, I would think mm-hmm. that that person would really like Star Trek, but yeah. And then other people, they're just, you know, they're hardcore fans and you'd never guess. Yep. So, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's still something that people keep in the closet. I've, I've, I've enjoyed the fact that a lot of, uh, some of the nerdier things that I grew up with that I was a little bit ashamed of, whether it's the Star Wars stuff, or the superhero stuff, a lot of it has really blazed out of the closet. Uh, I can't really say the same for Star Trek, though. No, but that's okay. Because um, they keep making it. There's enough of us. So There is, exactly. And, and CBS seems to have a, a hold on it. That's, I mean, that's, not, that's kind of an interesting place to start. I mean, they, uh, they have uh, Discovery there for a little bit. Getting Picard was a big deal. I mean, it's kind of the go-to. It's, they use it as kind of their launch pad for CBS All Access. That's, that's you know, where Star Trek lives right well, now. Well, CBS has always owned the show. So they've, they've owned, from the very beginning, Desilu produced it. And so that's, you know, Desi Arnaz and Lucia Ball's company produced it from the very beginning and, and it aired on CBS and they've mm-hmm. always had the television rights. Paramount owns the films, CBS yes. has the TV. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to do a new show. We're going to launch a streaming platform. And I was like, well, shit, now I have to buy a streaming platform, <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> their plan. Yes. And they, they're getting yeah. away with it. And, but the content's good. No, absolutely. I um, I, I actually don't know that many people who have CBS All Access. Usually, usually they're uh, either a big Survivor person, or uh, <laughs> actually you can get them the regular, or uh, you know us us Star Trek fans. But let me ask you, um, when you first, you know, when we first started texting each other, and and 
when the news came out. Uh, how did you feel about um, the fact that they were bringing back uh, uh, Picard? Uh, I, I think I was initially ecstatic. That was like no first thought, no, no real thought. It was just like yes, yeah, yes, yes. okay. John, John Luke, is exactly. Back. Yes. And I, I told my wife, who is, um, she's more a Next Generation fan, and she's a big fan of that character in that context, yeah. and and. And although she watches, she's been watching the uh, Discovery with me and all the, you know, she's into it. But um, that she was excited, more excited about that than any of the other things. And yeah, uh, which is which is cool, because I, I, any anything like that that we can share, of course, I'm a, I'm even more. It's a fan special. Of, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I thought about it. I was like, oh, how, what are they going to do? I mean, I know that Patrick Stewart has been he's been working. He's active and he's uh uh, he's an interesting performer and, uh, mm-hmm. and he's younger than he looked in the original show, which is, I think, yeah, yeah, an yeah. advantage. Um, <laughs> that's a great point. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's always jazzed if, if I'm allowed to use that term. You are. <laughs> um, I had the same feel. I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit and describe a personal story of how much I love the next generation. But, uh, I was so excited that character was coming back, but then there was that moment that, you know, anyone who overthinks things has where, uh, you know, you're just like, wow, you know, what does they have to offer? I felt like things, you know, kind of ended. Do you leave well enough alone? Is is what are they going to do here? But more than anything, I was so glad he was coming back. I mean, I don't know your um, Star Trek history, but I mean, uh, the next generation is what got me. I actually, uh, middle of high school, I moved down to your neck of the woods. It was Northern Virginia. And it was kind of like, it was a, kind of like a drastic move for me at the time. Uh, father lost his job, ended up going down there like in the middle of a school year, sophomore year. Um, you know, kind of had, yeah, yeah, it was, it's, you know, whatever. It was a, a privilege uh, problem to have. <laughs> I mean, you know, things were fine, but it was, it was upsetting. And I didn't have friends. I, I know the situation of sitting at a cafeteria table by myself. You know, when I see that in a movie, I'm like, yo, man, I feel you. Uh, so what I did each night was um, there was a channel there that would just run Star Trek for, like like literally four times in a row. That that like it was some Fox like after like ten o'clock to like one o'clock. Well, was it? it was and probably, I would watch it. Probably Channel Twenty because they had the uh, the franchise that when it sense. aired in in the DC area. Because I was in yeah. high school, I was in DC area. Um, yeah, uh, I think I'm a little ahead of you uh, in years, mm-hmm. but uh, so when this show premiered, I, th- I was in further south. But yeah, it um, yeah. That, I think you're absolutely right with with uh, that channel, <laughs> but like it was really, it was really like my solace, and it was really like got me through, and that was my captain, and like you know I know everyone has like their captain, but it also comes along with your age and everything like that. So Picard, uh, like your wife, yeah, it was it was he's a big deal to me, and I just that's 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 oh captain, my captain, you know he's the TNG was. Where did you get your Star Trek uh, start? So, so my parents we're down with star trek my mother is um yeah. she That's was awesome. a science fiction she's a she's a book heavy mm-hmm. bookworm she has a a science fiction book library that would just i mean it's insane it's huge it's massive and wow. um and That's... so they were fans of the original series when it aired and so as a kid as a very little kid it was on when the reruns were on it was on mm-hmm. And so I watched that and saw the movies when they first came out. And, you know, yeah. I was I was all in. And then when they announced Next Generation, it was like, what, we get we get our Star Trek, too? 
You yeah. know, I was, yeah. I was, <laughs> like, yep. it was for right. us. I was, it was for I was like, like 12 that or 13 or whatever. It was like 1987, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, so yeah, I was, I was ecstatic and it was shaky and, but very close to original Star Trek in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And then it grew and got so much, got so good. And, uh, really but I, and I've, I've watched them all. I've watched all of the shows. Everyone. Um, yep. And I actually recently Same. did a rewatch of, you know, several of the series. Um, oh, wow. Including Next Generation and uh, mm-hmm. just uh, in the past few years. So I, huge fan. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's really cool to hear, and and, and that's it's, I, I'm like jealous of that childhood growing up with it. That's really cool. You know, what was interesting thinking just about Patrick Stewart is uh, it was always kind of this thing that everybody knew, like this unspoken truth that um, he it, it, he was almost uh, it was like they were lucky to have a thespian of that nature. He was accomplished, and he was he was a known it was known his acting ability and having him a part of Star Trek kind of. Uh, I don't I wouldn't say like legitimize, not that it needs any legitimization, but it was just like it was so cool to have an actor that talented at the base of that franchise. And it was special. Well, he, had, he had gravitas from the from the he word had, he go. Had gravitas. But also, you know, it's funny yeah. you, you, when you watch the original Star Trek and people, you know, laugh at the camp and laugh at some of the performances and stuff and Shatner, you know, he was a bit blustery and stuff. But they were very like old fashioned actors. They were actors yeah. from an er, of an earlier era they were really their style and method was going it was outgoing at the time and yeah. it's you know it's long since gone uh stewart's classical training uh and mm-hmm. that shakespearean weight ties slightly to that but he's got so much more you know naturalistic capacity on on screen that it you know you don't have any of that like weird windbaggery that you had with Shatner, yeah. um, which is fun <laughs> yeah. and I love I, it. But um, I was just going to say there was something so special about that windbaggery, but it was also in contrast to that. It was really unique and special to have someone with that different sort of depth, that different approach to it as well. Right. And then, you know, you had the whole thing of um, Frakes, number one, who was the dashing one, uh, whereas, <laughs> yeah. you know, so they, they flipped the dynamic around a lot Definitely. in a good way, I think. Yep. And, uh, and of course, yeah, that was clever. Of course, the heart of the show as it grew became that, uh, relationship between John Luke Picard and data. Well, yeah. Which came to roost and what were, uh, were, you know, what happened here? I mean, it really it all starts uh just to get into Picard fully is is with him and Data at a table and um the Data is singing Blue Skies. There's a little Blue Skies nod, which the significance of that is 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 kind of it it might seem uh to someone who hasn't seen it as just kind of some passing gesture, but I mean that is that harkens back to Nemesis and the setup of this entire thing. Yeah, the um First of all, chills when they have that opening shot of the series with the Enterprise D, which you know is, if you know, you know it's gone. You know that's not a yep. thing anymore. And there's no way they're sitting in 10 forward in the Enterprise D. So that's weird. Yep. Um, but they, right there in this opening sequence, established the the true like point of the series. So Absolutely. spoilers, right? We're allowed to give spoilers. So in, in Nemesis, yep. uh, Data dies. And, yep. you know, it's 
it's really hard for Picard. It's hard for the audience, you know, if you're invested, like people like, like myself, like I was, to see that. Yeah. Um, yep. And we learn pretty quickly that really with this, this sequence here at the beginning that it still haunts him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, actually I, it was touching right off the bat. I mean, there was that, um, that line where he was just like, um, you know, uh, data was like, why are you stalling? And they, cause they were playing cards and he, he was like, because I don't want this moment to end. And, um, I, I mean, I read into that on a lot of levels. First off, just his affection for him and wanting to be with them. And but then I also just kind of t- took a step back and kind of got a little better with it. And I was thinking about why are we here with Picard? And it's because we didn't, personally, I didn't want that moment. None of our, these viewers were giving a gift here to spend more time with them because we didn't want that moment to end, which is a fun way for me to look at it. But um, yeah, that Blue Skies thing. Yes, the beginning of Nemesis, he's singing it at... Um, Rikers and uh, Deanna Troy's wedding. And then at the end, you know that he's still somewhat alive in B4, his android brother. His consciousness was downloaded into them. Um, so you know that that could be something. You know, that was always kind of in the back of our mind. And that something was implanted and shot right into what uh, this, this, this series became, which is really wild and 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 soon after that scene and if you had anything else you want to say about I, that scene i'd love to I, hear I mean it. we could probably talk all night about that scene but i do have one more <laughs> thing which is there's one of Please. the uh one of the great episodes of the series is one where picard is um trapped on he's on a planet and uh, i can't remember who he's with was it he was with the doctor and um but he's he's mm. learned this technique of freezing time he learns this weird technique of like holding a a moment and he uses this Mm. to to save the doctor who is who is ill yeah and um yeah yeah so they and they explore this in a couple other great episodes of the series Mm -hmm. we won't run it down too much but you know his the ability to like a, the, a dream exists in an instant of time. That's that's science. Like it's the last moment before yeah. you wake, and um, yeah, and he which is and packs so much data in in a, in a real dream. Yeah. And so he they've done this in a couple different original uh, uh, next generation episodes uh, in different ways. That just that line is so loaded to me as a, a big Star Trek nerd. I think a lot of other people like yourself were really there. But yeah, yeah. can we move? Then we, then he wakes and we were, my wife, I asked my wife about the show tonight before, you know, right after dinner. And she said, sure. Um, she, she shared the same sort of like, what are they going to do with this character? How are we going to, you know, but then she had, was sad to see this older, this aged, this Picard who has regrets and he's, he's, he's slower and he's, you know, yeah. at first she was saddened by this. Um, and I mean, it's real, right? It's so real to see. But and I get this because you're you have wow. this feeling for this person. And here he here he's like, yeah, yeah wow, he's he actually got old. Well, absolutely. Well, he yeah, he, he got old. And I guess that even touches back to what we were saying about leaving well enough alone. But I mean, I understand exactly what she's going through because. Soon after, I mean, right after that moment, we got to meet, um, you know, uh, Dodge, which is uh, turns out to be activated in, in one of Data's, uh, you know, 
uh, organically flash but Android um, children. But the moment I'm thinking of that that you think of when you think of that hurt and regret is when he's being interviewed. Oh God! And we learned a lot. We learned a lot there about um, kind of a you know the the it's in the wake of the the supernova that. Um, destroyed Romulus and, and just what he tried to do there was uh, after it, I guess he tried to save about 900 million survivors. And the, the person interviewing him, I think she was uh, describing it like, wow, that's just crazy. It's like trying to, you know, erect the pyramids. And he, he, uh, he had a quick little nod to Dunkirk. Yeah. He was like, no, it was actually more like Dunkirk, but, but and she didn't know what that was, which was interesting, but that kind of takes us somewhere interesting too. Cause, um, that explosion that they're talking about uh, uh, taking Romulus um, and was actually something, and it, I could be wrong, but just I, I, I think I'm on to this, and I think this is what's going on. That was something introduced, and we're going to have to talk about multiple timelines oh, yeah, here yeah. too within Star, within Star Trek, but that was introduced in the initial reboot. J.J. Uh, Abrams' 2009 reboot, where that was kind of happening towards the end, that that explosion that that took Romulus. Is, am I right about uh, that? Well, I, I mean, it's basically the the point at which the movie changes. It's the very beginning of the movie, and that is where the timeline splits, and you have the new pro- series of movies and the old series, yep. and everything is right there at the beginning when Spock it's right at that point passes through uh, passes through whatever splits the timeline, basically. Yep, exactly. And so what they call it is uh, the original um, timeline, which we go on here, and that's what we're continuing from, is the prime timeline. And the other one is the Kelvin timeline, which that trilogy goes on. So that is the point right there where things change. So it's it's kind of fun how they did without fully merging them, because there's obviously no way there's one that's alternative and one that's prime or original and real, but they, they, there's a merge there that, that that's pretty yeah, sharp. They, well, they look right back to that exact same jumping-off point, but they continue yeah. the same timeline in which we're... Which we're well, we're, we're used to having Picard. And, yeah. and so, you know, I mentioned the regret that is part of this character. This is all... It's all right here. Um, not only in yeah. losing data, but now um, losing the capacity to save the Romulans losing all of the people who died in this attack on Mars for what and for why and by whom he is, he doesn't know it's, it weighs on him. This is, this is like his great failure. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not used to him at this point. I mean, you know, we've seen ups and downs of him, but dealing with this type of failure, I mean, he's, he's been someone who's, who's kind of carried uh, us and everybody with him, and he's struggling with it. He's uh, a little bit on the outs with the Federation. A little bit. There's a lot of changes with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, yeah it's just he's in a more of a unique spot than we've ever seen. And uh, that first episode, um, just to talk to a, a feeling about, uh, you know, the impact of being back in that world. Um, and it culminates with that co- coming upon the board cube at the end. Uh, I was like, damn, this is great. You know, like any apprehension I had, which was... I, I didn't. I hope I didn't exaggerate it earlier. It was it was more excitement than than um, you know uh, concern. But I was after I saw that first one, um, I was just like, this is this is really yeah. Cool. Well, they really they set the table, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, they set the you, table. Your mouth is watering for the meal at that point. You're like, okay, <laughs> give me, give yeah. me more. Um, yeah, yeah, we we get synthetics. We get uh, Picard. Okay, he's not exactly sprinting. 
but he's, you know, he's moving around. There are things that there's stuff happening around in this world. Mm -hmm. It's a very active and dangerous and fascinating world. Um, Yeah. And, and yeah, it plays out beautifully. I don't know how, how you want to move forward. Yeah, I don't want to, you know what? I, sometimes I get caught up in doing these and, and I try to tackle, um, the, you know, go episode by episode, but I, you know, what's fun about this one and, and, and that the reason we don't have to do that. And I think there's so much to talk about with, um, with coming upon data and just with synths and everything that we can just kind of get to the heart of the matter. But let's, uh, let's talk about the fact that this is, is a show, uh, a Star Trek show where Star Trek kind of has this formulaic thing where we have a beginning middle and an end to episodes which is great it's a lot of fun this was one where it had a uh, a through line story kind of just uh you know you know starting it was it was um less episodic and more kind of what we become used to in these bingey type shows where it just uh, has a storyline and it keeps moving forward what is it 11 episodes 10 11 episodes Uh, it was it was 10 it was 10 episodes the last part you could basically say nine and ten arcadia part one and part two were basically one at the end Uh, uh, but you know in a tradition of them having a great two-parter that was right but it all just plays out as one story so it has the 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 acts are really more it's not 10 acts it's laid out in a broader swings uh exactly each episode delivers some punch some more than others and um you know we should spend a minute talking about some of the uh the fan service because this is something that i see a lot of people complain about but also rave about oh really you know some people were like like there's Uh, you know, they brought this character back and they brought the, it was, it seemed, I don't know. I, I, I don't even want to spend too much yeah. time with the complaints because I feel like sure, they were neither. not fully I, justified. I was just curious cause I just didn't see anything. Because yep. I felt like they did a nice job laying out, bringing the people in. Like we didn't ha- we didn't see everybody from the original series, you know, guess yeah. we didn't see Jordy. Yep. Although I got this feeling that he died on Mars. Um, oh. but I, I don't know where I got that from. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I have to go back and rewatch, but I cut to me in an hour Googling and in Reddit. Right. <laughs> Three hours and later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. yep. No, I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. I didn't feel it was, uh, too heavy handed by any means. I, and, and, you know, when it comes to fan service, I mean, I'm honestly, uh, uh, I'm usually pretty much here you're for a it. Fan. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm on the service. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're here for. Um, spending the time. I mean, if, if, if with Riker and him, I mean, uh, one of the appeals of uh, the next generation as things moved along, besides you know the riveting storylines and how they connected to uh, related so much to humanity struggles and touched on race and everything and, and wealth inequalities and, and just everything that is like happening uh, to humans now and out there um, was it was like a family. It was there was it was tender and uh, they loved each other and they wanted to take care of each other and and seeing him with basically his brother Riker and just having those subtle moments and I got your back and it came full circle and Riker got his back again and how much he loved Data and even that bled into this crew a little bit when they started caring about each other. There's even a moment at the end where he tells Raffi, uh, Raffi says I love you and he loves her and it just not a romantic way it seems it just just there's. Uh, you know, the, you know, and, and, and this will lead us places. Just, I mean, Picard is always, you know, just he's found a way to tap into such humanities, like such the human feeling captain 
and and that was so important to the appeal of it uh, then and to what happens in this storyline too. Absolutely, and the episode where they visit uh, Will Riker and um, and his family, and and they're just they're having. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Troy and Will so and their good. daughter and and heartbreaking because as you learn some of their backstory over the time. Um, but but then they threw in some other stuff like uh, Seven of Nine, who is from Voyager. It's not from Voyager. Yep. Uh, the next generation, but they they're connected and in multiple ways. Parts one being that they're former Borg. Borg. Um, yeah. Another is they brought in Hugh, who was a character, he was a Borg in one episode, and they got the same actor, Jonathan Del Arco, to come back Uh and play this character again, uh, you know, post-Borg, and and it was, oh, as soon as he was on the screen, I was like, oh my God. That's yeah, that's him. That's yeah. him. Yeah, and you're seeing you're seeing all these Borg without their full, you know, Android uh face mask. And he was like you could see him fully humanized and he played he played a pretty pivotal role. Yeah, he did. And you know, so you talked about the um the the things that the themes and stuff that the the next generation touched on throughout the show. And this show definitely mm-hmm. did that a lot. The Borg were uh you know they're a, a people without a country. They are like the ultimate refugees, and and they're you know yeah. horribly mistreated and otherwise forgotten. Like the Federation probably isn't even thinking of them. The Romulans are trying to exploit or destroy them, and you know that's horrible. And then you have the whole the refugee issue of the Romulans. And their life, and the argument you brought up the interview earlier, when she says, "Well, why would we expend these resources to save, you know, nine hundred million Romulans?" She was like, nine hundred million lives, 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 lives. You know, yep, absolutely. You're um, you're steering us to what I think, and I'm not afraid to go right into it and just kind of what I believe was really ended up being the crux of the matter. And it does come back to uh, Picard caring about lives. And we get into um, what is a life. And this season, uh, and I, 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 this is the feeling I got on it. It kind of really danced around an idea that I always um, find fun to discuss and think about. And, and it's the idea of a kind of a coming of a singularity, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, we see it really well. There's that point where um, Allison Pill's character, um, she's Agnes, the the doctor, blonde doctor. Yep. She's in a mind. Me- she's in the, that mind meld, and uh, in that uh, mind meld with with the um, the one of the synths, she um, sees this whole uh, series of events. Really well shot, kind of trippy and everything, but how life was evolving and it yearned for perfection, and then it seeked that perfection in technology, and then. Uh, you know, they kind of went to the consequences of that technology. And then it goes back to uh, the beginning of episode eight, uh, eight was broken pieces where we see this kind of um, this premonition they had of, of that idea where the technology goes too far. It's kind of a, I think they called it the admonition yeah. where it's kind of like a Ragnarok judgment day type thing. And uh, it's a tale of kind of the ended times, but it was kind of um, how, they viewed this technology that that 
you know, as they were making it to try to become perfect, it, it turned and and then it turned around to the fact that they were kind of, you know, Picard was fighting against that premonition, you know, to the point he was kind of trying to get across the fact that um, uh, synth ma- synth lives matter. And it, it just like what is real that comes into play. And that's kind of the crux of what happened, if you ask me. You know, I think that's a it's a very important pivot piece for the show for sure one of the the things you mentioned the admonition one of my favorite bits about that is that the the romulans or certainly this sect of the romulans are driven by this information that they've received that they see as you know uh, something from the past warning them about the future and it turns out they've completely misinterpreted it they've got it backwards yep. um mm-hmm. which which is bad. <laughs> Turns out to be quite bad um, <laughs> for them potentially. Uh, but to me, Star Trek it it opens with these words. You know, uh, the the mission of Starfleet is to seek out new life, new civilizations, and new worlds, and all of that. You know, and this show accomplishes exactly that. So we find a new civilization, a new type of life form. Uh, on a new world and and then they protect it which yep. is yep. which is core to Starfleet as Picard knew it and the reason he left Starfleet was because they weren't upholding that they strayed they strayed yeah. absolutely but I, I gotta say I think the whole that stuff is makes for a great story. But to me, the whole real core of what this show is mm-hmm. comes down to Picard grappling with the death of data. Yeah. His, his yeah. grief well, and yeah. the resolution thereof. Yep. No, absolutely. I mean, and it, that, that is shown in the culmination and, uh, that, yes, that is, that's, that was his journey through it. And, and in, you can kind of think about that in a, in a really deep way because, I mean, their connection was so deep. And, uh, you know, our viewers, we, we've even kind of alluded to it. Our connection with Data was so deep. Seeing it, we've, you know, we, you mentioned how you had struggle seeing him pass. We, we, had, we had to go ahead and do it again. Um, you know, I just mentioned how I thought Picard was so human um, and just feeling what was so interesting about Data the entire time, and I think it's a real beautifully human thing, is that he was he was he was vying for humanity his whole life. He was trying to figure it out that that quest to be you know to understand humanity was just it, it, to me it always felt human as odd as that might sound, and that whole realization that he came to that was culminating in, in, in the crux that you're talking about of how. Um, you know, mortality is what gives us uh, our meaning to our life. That was a big deal, and that's like, and and then that's kind of how it took him. But you're right; it did. Uh, it did. He got a chance to say he was sorry. Yeah, but I mean, that whole losing data is what pushed Picard out the door. If some yeah. random being mm. from some other world that wasn't connected to data in any way came up to his door, he would have helped them, but it would yeah. not like this. Definitely. No, he was, he was happy with, um, number one back on back with his grapes yeah. and everything. This, that was, no, that was, that was, that was, that was quite the, uh, thing to, um, uh, get him out the door and get, get this moving. Um, 
But I, but I do think a little bit uh, how interesting it was that, you know, he was trying to fight so hard for these, these people that were like Data because he loved Data so much. And because he knew how that he knew he was real. And so it was so interesting to me that when he awoke in his new body, which is uh, an organic body, but it's pretty much kind of the synth body that he's living in. And right away, his line that he says is, am I real? Yeah. And um, and, and it was said right back to him. It's like, of course you are. And that is like that really hits at home what I was speaking on about what is real and how those are uh, a being that, that, that does deserve respect, does deserve credit as any life form because we are seeing now this, this uh, life form that we respect so, so immensely living inside this thing that embodies the whole, you know, idea that, that they are worthy. Right. And you know, that's, that's the other thing that they did so well in, in the whole, looking at not just Picard, but the whole arc of Data is that, you know, he spent his entire life, if you will, trying Mm. to understand if he was real. And nobody was telling him that he was. And Mm -hmm. except for, you know, one guy who was interested in it and, damn it, I am dying to... ah, Bruce Maddox was the guy's name, right? Bruce Maddox, so yep. Mm-hmm. John Ailes played Bruce Maddox in The Next Generation. He's the same doctor who evaluated Data in, I don't know, one of the early seasons um, yeah. to try to determine if he was sentient and, you know, wanted to take him back to the Daystrom Institute and study him. Mm-hmm. And Data wanted to live on the ship, you know, and they had a whole, like, trial over whether or not Data had rights. That was aired out yep. in one of the early yeah. seasons and yeah. it's that guy uh who then takes up the mantle takes data's you know memory and creates this whole race mm-hmm. of beings along with yep. uh i loved this when they when they get there and it's it's uh dr noonian sung's son who uh, who of course yeah. <laughs> looks just like data because Dr. Sung. Yeah, that's all things Alton he Sung. Made yep. his, he made his androids look like him because he's so vain. Um, and he really was. He's like, hey, I, do, he was vain. He's like, do I look familiar to you? This must be, this must be odd. Yeah. Um, but it was so good to see Brent Spiner in, in something other than a, a yeah. brief dream sequence. So that was cool. Agreed. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was great to have him back. He, um, I've read a couple of interviews of what it meant to both him um, and, and Patrick Stewart. I mean, they, they said they shot that last scene together and, it, and they took their time with it. It was like an all day emotional thing. Uh, and it comes off and that was, and that, that was what's so neat. I mean, and I think we know this so well and anyone who loves Star Trek and is listening so well, it's just like, it was, it was always, uh, uh, you know, it's never been about the space shoot them up once. If you really get Star Trek and you really love it, you know it's about human relationships and just there's like a way bigger depth and, and, and to it. And that's, I mean, think about it. I mean, we're talking about there's, there was great action. There's these big orchids. There's these fights. There's these uh, giant Romulan fleets. And me and you are sitting here right now talking just specifically just about an ending where two, two people, two beings, we should say, are sitting there yeah. together. I mean, that was the culmination. Yeah, it's, I think I'd like to uh, take a second because we've got another season that's going to happen. They've already announced we've got yes. another season. Good. And so we should probably pay some credence, credit, thought to 
the cast, the crew, who I expect we'll Absolutely. see again. So we had um, Santiago Cabrera as Cristobal Rios, Captain yep. Rios. He was the captain. Picard was the passenger. Um, Absolutely. He was also the right. hologram. I love that. He, for, yeah. for all of his Loved. holograms, they had different accents. And that was just, that was just a yep. cool little touch to show how vain this guy yeah. must be. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you think of the cast? I, 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 I mean, the, I mean, not the cast, the crew, I thought the crew was fantastic. Um, you know, it was fun to watch it. You know, it was almost like the, uh, the origin story of like, you know, a superhero or something. I love watching that kind of getting the team together. And it was this, a bunch of misfits kind of, um, you know, it, assembled and, and, and trying to work each other out and get to know yeah, each other. I mean, we have Rafi who was Patrick Stewart's like former right hand long after the next generation, mm-hmm. long after the enterprise, you know, who was also left Starfleet after him was drummed out or left and uh, descended into yep. sort of a lonely life as an addict. Um, um, yep. We have, uh, uh, well, Dr. Girardi. She seems like she's going to stick around. She likes that Rios guy, at least. I agree. She's, yep. She, she had some growth and some change. She was, she had a rough road. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? That, 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 her, her, that arc within, uh, her ride, it, it's, I mean, she took out Maddox. Right. Which does. Yeah. It, which was, which, which was wild. And she was getting manipulated, um, on, on multiple fronts. That was, that was super, super interesting. Um, and then, uh, there was Elnor, um, who was the Romulan refugee that, um, uh, Picard, uh, I guess you can use the word abandoned when he was well, he younger. He felt like he had, and he felt like he had he been felt abandoned. Like, yeah. That's why I didn't, uh, uh, I think that's fair. Uh, and, but, uh, what a badass! like, Let's what just, a badass. He was raised by a sect of uh female warriors. Right. I mean, he's he's he could I don't I don't know. He he belongs in a in a, a Hong Kong movie or something. I mean, the guy is he's yeah. just a master's bladesman and he's and his line is like uh choose to live, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. You know, you know, he was a badass and the fight scenes were fantastic. There was um there was something, you know, uh, that that happened that we kind of uh, I glossed over in um, episode one is when we met Dodge and 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 she was activated. I I was absolutely loving uh, her as a character and just like how badass she was in that final fight scene. And when she was taken from us at the end of this episode one, I was like, what? what yeah. the? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was it was shocking. <laughs> they had, they had hooked you in, dragged you, dragged is the wrong word, pulled you. Propelled you <laughs> through this episode, yeah. and suddenly gone. What are you kidding me? Yep. Uh, it was. It was like a, it, it, it's. You know, it, it's just a little bit of a stretch. But like Ned Starkey, like you're like already like loving this character, and then it's like, nope, you don't. You, you don't get her moving forward. <laughs> no. But but we did it. We did in a way which which was interesting. Um, did we nail everyone from the uh, the team? Yeah. I mean, seven of nine. We we definitely touched on. But yeah, a really really unique team. They, you're absolutely right. They are. Uh, they are talking about um, another season. It sounds like it's fully a go. I want to ask you one thing about um, uh, Michael Shabon. He's one of the uh, uh, writers and ec- executive producers. When it was announced, I saw his name attached to it. I was um, uh, he wrote Wonder Boys, uh, 
back in the day, which became a motion picture. But he's mostly well known for The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, have I, you read that? I've read about yeah. half of it ages ago, and it kind of got yep. buried <laughs> on the side table. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it's, 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 I think that won, the, it won a Pulitzer Prize in, in fiction and everything. But like, I thought that was fascinating. I knew they were really leaning into the, the, the story, and it, that also made me very much excited. But I mean, this, this, was, this was a really special work. And I mean, not only was it giving back, um, a character that so many of us uh, meant so much to many of us, but it was, it was, uh, it was done in a unique way with that that storyline that just that just was one story propelled through. It was it was tying into things that were twenty years later, like from like it was it was like almost exactly twenty years in our time yeah. too between Nemesis and now, which was fascinating, um, still upside down. And, uh, and just, and then it was kind of, <laughs> you know, I couldn't help it. And, um, and then it just also was, um, kind of like touching on both timelines. It was, you know, when I see the people at Marvel and, uh, I think about them when they have these, uh, you know, 20 films or something and they have to sit down in the rooms and connect all the dots and make sure it's all working. And, you know, I've seen it kind of, done a little bit sloppily in uh, other, you know, whether it's DC or whatever. But, like, they really, there was times in the writing room where they they thought about and, and everything that's been put out into the Star Trek universe and were like, we need to get these storylines right. We need to, you know, really make sure we're, we're, we're doing this one right. And I, I think it paid yeah, off. The Bible is thick for the Star Trek universe. And and one thing <laughs> that's probably useful, um, also very annoying and probably a significant pressure on the people making these shows is that there are a lot of people who know it chapter and verse. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're hard. We're hard to please. We're, no, we're not hard to please, but we're yeah, hard Yeah. Now. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. We're, we're easy to disappoint. Um, yeah. <laughs> well said. Really but, well said. Um, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. did a great job of creating something new, while mm-hmm. connecting it to everything else and making it feel like it belongs in this yeah. place. So, uh, yeah, yeah. What a great, great yeah. show. I'm excited for, Absolutely. I'm excited for the next season of discovery. I'm excited for yep. the next season of Picard. Yep. Yeah. No, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. That was, I, I, I had a, I wrote down a note, just closing thought is it just says more. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm in, and I'm glad I'm feeling that way. It was like, I, like, I didn't know going in. I knew I'd be excited to be with Picard, but I just, it seems like the possibilities moving forward are exciting. And it just, it's, they, they opened up, wait, I mean, they opened up a world so much that we saw at a point, a wormhole opening up with some sort of electronic, like they, I, I saw someone describe it as like, the the synthetic federation out there that they called was like what what was that right, right? i, I <laughs> what, what was that? i have no idea There's, i mean just just think whatever this is whatever they reached out to um the borg weren't even connected to that you know yep yep like, exactly exactly I, I, but yeah, I, I can't even fathom. I, I honestly am not sure I want to. I'm not sure I want them to have to tackle with that. Uh, yeah, they could, yeah. They, we can leave yeah, that be. Wait, let's put that in the movies thing. in about 20 years. <laughs> Somebody will yes. get to it, get it right. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I'm just exactly. not sure I can handle it. I mean, nope. yeah, the, the hooks, I, I, I'm compelled to bring up this this weird uh, thing. that Somebody, I don't Please. know, it, it was probably like... Um, uh, Will Wheaton, who revealed this, I don't know who 
who first did, you know, but apparently uh-huh. Gene Roddenberry revealed at some point early in the Next Generation production that the Borg were what he had in mind as the ones who created the V'ger thing in the first motion picture, 1979. Like, he had in mind a super intelligent computer beings that had found the Voyager probe and sent it back. And, uh, yeah. And however many years later, they become the Borg. Um, (laughs) So... Yeah, think on that one day. This is this is so, the way Star Trek is made. This is yeah. this these are the hooks that this show can drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's got it for sure. We we'll get full credit to them for, yep. but they're not the only ones getting it. So, no, absolutely. Plus, I just I and I uh, I'll one up Marvel, and we've touched it on it the entire time. The um the human impact that uh, I've got. It's, it's, it's one of the things that brought us to Picard and got us so excited. I mean, I, I'm deeply attached to that character and a lot of the characters that we've ran upon um, throughout every series and throughout this series. It's, it, they, it gets me. It really, really yeah, gets me. And, you know, there are, there are other characters that he could bump into in his ongoing adventures, and I think that yep. will be, that'll be great or just there's a huge universe. They can just run around in and never see anybody familiar if they have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, 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 they created and brought us into some new characters. We already love. It sounds like we were both excited about, uh, Cristobal, yeah. Chris, um, and the hologram and everything. So it's awesome. And it's, you know what, it's awesome to talk to you about it. I really, I was excited when you hit me up and each, um, each week I, I kept nodding at you. I'm like, you know, are you still in, you doing it. And, and I love that we were both, um, inspired and uh, excited to 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 the entire time with the show and to do this today. It means a lot. I'm, it was it was a good brand of escapism during all this, and so was this conversation. So I really really yeah, appreciate. It's been it. a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how long it'll be before they get another season out, but um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll find something yeah. else to talk about yep. if we have to. Exactly. Yeah. No. Please, please. Uh, you know, you're welcome here every time. You're a part of the Welcome to the Party Pal family, and it means a lot to us. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you thank so much. Thank you. It's been always, always a lot of fun. And now for some more uh, insight on Star Trek Picard, I got uh, Chris Thompson with me. Yeah, Chris. Uh, thanks so much for uh, jumping on. Um, I know you're excited. You're as excited about the series as I was. Um, but uh, beforehand, Jonathan and I spoke. Uh, a bunch about the cast, and I know you had a really, really cool take. Um, you know about something they all had in common, and, and uh, I'd love if you uh, would speak on that. Some we can discuss and get into it. Yeah, definitely, Mike. You know, uh, you know. First of all, thanks for having me on. Welcome to the party, pal. Of I've course. been I've been dying to get on the show, and uh, I can't think of a better episode to uh, uh, get things going. Get things going than talking about Star Trek and something that's very near to dear to both our hearts, which is Jean Luc mm. Picard. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, That's our I mean guy. yeah, this is um, definitely our guy. I mean, th- th- this has been a great series. You know, it's kind of the dark reboot that the teenager in me has been waiting 25 years for. So I'm definitely <laughs> cool. overjoyed to be talking about this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's, a, there's a couple of things I want to touch on and a couple of themes that um, I think are important to acknowledge. And one I'll just mention briefly, and that's the, the theme of family. You know, it was really uh, mm-hmm. great to see that theme showing up because it's it's prevalent in all in all the shows and movies. And family is a really big part of um, uh, Star Trek, and um, especially with a big part of the Next Generation uh, with Picard. Huge. And yeah, we discussed that. Absolutely so huge. It was great to see that on there. But the, the other thing I want to talk about, the other theme that um, I, I really enjoyed was sort of this theme about sort of like the 
the nature of reality and sort of the mm-hmm. troubled past of all these characters. Um, and, um, you know, I think from the opening title sequence, you know, it becomes pretty apparent that, um, you know, the nature of reality is going to be um, a, a, a plot theme, uh, a plot driver, uh, to something that's going to be talked about a lot in the show. I mean, you could, from that moment when that piece of the sky falls down in the title sequence yeah. and sort of drifts through um, the sequence and then you see it sort of being put back together into Picard's face, you know, like you sort of, it's it's a nice little um, hint to sort of what's to come. And, um, you know, really a lot of these characters I found, they seemed like they were running from their past or trying to understand or make peace with it. And, um, you know, it it, it really didn't care about them a lot. Go on. Yeah, maybe yeah, care no, about them absolutely. A lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. it's I love the you, know, you even reinforced what we were saying about family, um, Jonathan and I. And then I love so much that you just before we get into the cast and that that whole idea. I love that um, you you brought uh, yeah, to the surface here the idea that they were really hinting at through the, the that art um, that is the the beginning sequence, right. um, the title sequence. What the whole thing was really going to be about, and, and you know, it does boil down to data and Picard, but also like what is real, what is you know these, the, you know, once Picard does transform into this new body, is he still real? Are synths right. real? Like what is what is reality? What can we consider real life form? So that was so cool that um, that it was actually there. It was in front of our face the whole time, and it shows how purposeful the whole series was. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I think it makes you. Um, just I know want to see the characters succeed more and care more about them and like you sort of tug mm. at the heartstrings. I mean, you've got you know all these really wonderful characters and all this real potential to sort of um, just draw you in deeper. I mean, you, you've got Rafi, which I, I think is sort of Picard's new number two, and her issues with uh, substance abuse and um, sort of you know being not being a, a present parent. You know, you have Rio, sort of that's uh, well. Let's uh, let's 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 go through them a little yeah, bit. I mean, uh, they, yeah. it's, I mean, Rafi, she, she that was um, that's an intense one, and definitely. obviously they they have a a, um, a a longstanding relationship, and yeah, she was battling addiction, and she's running from that in this one, and. Um, but she's, you know, she's a little bitter at Picard oh, and, you know, he, um, she was, uh, punished, uh, or, or, or potentially re- chose to resign. I mean, basically for st- standing up for him. Um, and then, and this is, you know, this is a, like we said, it's our guy, so it's not a, not a good look by him, but I mean, she calls him out for not reaching out yeah. until he needed something here. And that's, you know, and then, so she was, she was in a tight spot when we met her and, and this kind of gives her a nice, you know, chance at redemption and and to find purpose in life, which was really cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. And then, and then uh, yeah, you you were about to go to Cristobal, right? Oh, Chris, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Rios. I mean, I mean, him, I, lo- I love him. His, his his struggle, you know, like it, it really sort of got to me. I mean, like you know, having to lose that father figure and that person who you looked up to, um, and then having all that sort of past yeah. just slamming back into his present, and that's sort of the thing that I really liked about the show. It's sort of these characters have these tortured pasts, you know, and they're trying Mm -hmm. to make sense of it or just run from it. And then it just seems to be like reaching into their present and into their future and sort of, sort of messing with sort of their plan. And into this mission too. And into this mission too. I mean, it just, it just, and that's something they're sorting out the whole way as, as Picard, you know, himself is sorting through his uh, pain of his role in in the loss of data. I mean, these guys are all doing it. I love that. Um, He's the pilot of uh, La Serena, uh, and that translates literally to the siren, but uh, in Spanish, but uh, in um, uh, Italian, I believe, and and it is, uh, you know, it translates to mermaid, and it's Mm -hmm. usually described um, 
to describe an incredibly beautiful woman, which right. is which is I'm, I'm sure that's the nod to. He's great. Uh, he's a great character. You know, cigar chomping, and right. he's um, you know kind of hands the rein over uh, as captain to uh, Picard at the end, and you know will obviously be pilot in a big role. And um, and then uh, who else we got in the crew? Um, you know, we got Agnes, and she's that's that's an uh, played by um, Allison Pill. Um, right. That's that's that's. That's an intense role right there. Oh, she's, she's 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 I mean she's a traitor initially. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, initially. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, her struggles real too. I mean, you know, she was shown this future, this possible future with the destruction mm-hmm. of like the galaxy, you know, or the universe, you know, by this sort of omnipotent sort of artificial intelligence that lives in another dimension, you know, and she had to kill her mentor slash lover. I mean, I, I can't slash imagine lover, like, exactly. a, a harder she burden must... to, to, to carry, you know? No so, doubt. Um, and no doubt. I mean, yeah. She was, she was obviously really convinced fully of that prophecy by uh, Commodore O yeah. uh, that it was, I mean, she, if she was going to go to those lengths, um, she, she must've really believed that, that this thing was going to happen where, where stinks, since we're going to, um, you know, cause the end of, uh, uh, you know, human and 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 all creature kind, it's right, she exactly. she was she was on board, but then then she's fully, you know, uh, you know, there's a, a redemptive arc that forms after that as well of her trying to come to grips with what she did, what what's real, what 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 what's her purpose moving forward from that? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult for characters like this because sort of they're existing in this vacuum. You know, she has this secret she can't share with anybody and she's trying to be motivated and do things really uh, insane things you know based on it but things become so amplified in that vacuum when you yeah. can't share with somebody and you can't rely on someone to help you shoulder the the burden you know so i mean she had she did these extreme things and now and i you know i i imagine she's going to be a character throughout the second season and going forward but she has a lot of redemption no she has to do and she has to make oh. up for this <laughs> You know, but I mean, Absolutely. you know, she, she she isn't innocent, you know, but she also sort of got dealt a really, really crappy hand, you know, so uh, she was doing she was doing and, you know, that uh, he could say this to people throughout time who've done some uh, terrible things, but she was doing what she really believed was right to save and help people, which is, which is all, you know, that, that she was taking that burden. She knew it would affect her terribly, but then she's also like, you know, kind of what, what have I done? Right. Type thing. Um, we got to talk a little bit about, uh, seven of nine played by Jerry Ryan. She, um, it, it was so fun having her back from Voyager and she was, she had her, uh, 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 ulterior motive and mission of her own. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I liked her coming back in her sort of, uh, ranger role, you know, sort of patrolling the galaxy, sort of helping less fortunate people. It was, it was definitely um, yep. a, a, a sort of a space cowboy a sort of uh, um, character mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed, you know, and like, you know, uh, you know, I'll put the word family in quotes, but her like, you know, her um, family was tragically like harvested for Borg, you know, technology and like killed, was, you know, by this crime you lord. Definitely. And, I mean, you can de- Chris, you can definitely use the word family. That was, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. that was, that was her surrogate son, right. uh, Icheb, right. who was, um, who was, who was, uh, abducted and tortured by those Borg harvesters. Yeah. Absolutely. That was, that hit her hard. And yeah, that's what she was. She was on a quest for revenge. I mean, it, it, it's a classic, uh, you know, uh, hero journey, you know, in literature, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I'm not surprised it showed up, and I can't think of a better character uh, to sort of tackle uh, that challenge. But once again, I mean, like you know, she she has been she has a troubled past now, and she's trying to make peace with it. And you know, she she did a lot of good stuff in, in the show to try to make up for yep. all her hurt. You know, oh, I yeah. mean, she got Especially her revenge. You know, um, and everything. But yeah, I mean, all these characters. I mean, like e- even Elnor, the swordsman. You know, the, yep. the, the swords for hire. You know, next, like yep. 
you know, being being like, you know, he was left abandoned by Picard and then, you know, losing this father figure and this person who he looked up to mm-hmm. um, and then having him come back and ask for his help after so many years. The same kind of thing with Rafi. Like, why didn't you call, dude? Why didn't you check in? You know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you know where we were. Yeah. I mean, there's you can communicate, you know, through light years and subspace communication. It ain't that hard to pick mm-hmm. up a phone and call another planet, you know? So, I mean, like. So I mean, they like, have some future Zoom. Right. I mean, come on, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's so I mean, doing it. you know, I, I I guess I I I wish there was a little bit more taking Picard to task for it. I mean, like you know, it, like maybe some maybe in season two we'll get a little more explanation as to why sort of Picard yeah. sort of uh, you know pieced out. You know, I mean, I I I, I know that you know sh- th- it, there's a great quote that showed up in one of the early episodes where he was on uh-huh. his um uh, Chateau Picard. You know, and he said, you know. I haven't been living. I've been waiting to die. So, I mean, I, I kind of understand yeah. that, you know, like, you know, he sort of True. is retreating. He was struggling into, too. Yeah, he was he struggling wasn't, too. He wasn't, so. he, was, he wasn't trying to give them a, a hard time or give anyone a hard time. He was having a hard time and he yeah. was really, you know, and I, I'm sure they saw some of that. I mean, they, he, they, he definitely deserved every, um, you know, uh, uh, Thing he got from them yeah, he, he exactly. definitely he, he could have reached out like we're saying that's not wrong but at the same time you, you know it can't be overlooked that he was struggling himself and really trying to figure it out so that's why I love that you when you reached out and we were talking about all their past and just like how they just come all together uh, you know individually struggling with something right. and then together they're pushing forward on this path together for redemption it's really really cool it's a great cast um, it's a great crew and I'm excited to move it's a great new them, family you know? it's a great new family it's you know great, yes yes bring it back to that the, the family thing is just yeah I, uh, I already mentioned it earlier but um, you know there was a point where him and Rafi told them each other they loved him and it was it was right. touching it was it felt earnest and just they care about each other and that's the thing that got so well in um, you know the next generation I think they're going to get so well here because they obviously get it it's just you know them looking out for each other through these journeys mm-hmm. is just kind of what it's all about Star Trek is always about uh, you know the human connection and, and, and love at the end of the day yeah. what, uh, what was uh, another thing you mentioned um, and I won't hold you too much longer uh, but uh, is one of the biggest episodes um, is one that you know we already alluded to Agnes Killen um, uh, why can't I think of his name right now oh uh uh, Baxter, what yeah. was it? Wait, what am I? Yep. Um, well, when that in that episode was that was um, Stardust City Rag. Yep. And in it, um, that was a fun one. Uh, and I think Seven of Nine, I believe, showed up in that one. There was just a lot in that right. one. It was, it's the one I'm, I know I'm going to revisit. But uh, there was um, it brought back like an old uh, Star Trek trope where they kind of dress up and mm-hmm. go in and 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 um. You know, go undercover and, uh, and on a different planet, and it was just so fun to visit. And you, you were describing it to me in a fun way. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, I, I, I that episode was necessary. I think to break up a lot of the tension that was building and a lot of just all of mm-hmm. the sort of shared struggle. I, I always love. I, I used to love in um, Next Generation when they would just break into like a different episode and suddenly like they're all like dressed like Sherlock Holmes running around some yep. some planet trying to solve a mystery some of my you know favorites. like so i mean like the cowboy ones yeah, and stuff yeah exactly it's great i mean it just shows sort of the the, the dynamic nature of star trek and that it's not always just saving the galaxy and stuff like that i mean you can do mm-hmm. it in fun unique ways and you know this episode um you know was it, it felt a lot to me like we were watching like the the heist planning slash pulling off the heist uh, sequence from like Ocean's Eleven or something like that. I mean, it was yes, great. I mean, like, exactly, yep. they were jumping between uh, um, past and present, and it was just really fantastic. And to, to see them like getting into these really like 
um, flamboyant costumes and taking on these mm. roles and like just discussing the nature Eye of their patch. plan and like each character coming in and like saying like how they're going to do their part and how it all sort of tied together and then yes. watching it unfold on top of that it was really great and I can't think of a better yeah. a better sort of way to do it sort of going to this like sort of like casino like crime lord like planet where it all oh. sort of goes down and sort of like um, it, it was really great you know and like it really got to show some um, wonderful acting range of some of these characters while also sort of staying, mm. staying true to the mission you know and I, I really like that and you know one yeah. thing that stands out for me another quote I, I just love quotes from the show but there's a great thing that when um, Jean-Luc Picard is getting ready to like leave on this mission, he really stated emphatically, you know, I have a mission, which means there's not a hell of a chance someone will stop me, you know? And like, it was just great <laughs> when, when, he, when he said that. And then you sort of see this mission unfolding and like, yeah, yeah. they're in space traveling, you know, trying to set it, up, set it all up. And then like, you get actually see like a mission unfold, you know, like when they come out of the planet yeah. and like they plan it all out and like, um, you know, in um, Picard sort of study on the holodeck. And then like, they actually... Um, execute it and it all sort of works out really great and it was just wonderful that it was a great um, break in all sort of the, the, the intensity and stuff like that and I hope they have more of those sort of fun little um, segues into something else it, it was really wonderful absolutely um, it, I love it. you just brought something really really neat to mind is um, you know when you were talking about how Picard was saying you know he had a mission wasn't going to stop him that was one of the nice moments with him and Riker and Riker's like look I'm I'm not going to try to talk you out of this. Right. But then he comes back later on. He's like, look, I told you I wasn't going to talk you out of this, right. but didn't mean I wasn't going to help you. Right. And like, that was like, that really brought it, brought it home in a way. And you're right. That episode was so cool in that they were, uh, they, they were going through like they, the way they did the storytelling where they were narrating it. And then you saw, you know, from the past as they were plotting it, but you were actually visually watching them do it. They do it. They, they, they use that trick a co- like multiple times to, uh, great success throughout the season. So yeah, man, it's 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 really it's really special. Um, and I'm looking forward to to more. I know you are. Um, oh, you know what? I'm also looking forward to next time. Uh, me and you are going to dive into uh, a full episode together on Ozark. Oh, um, can't wait. And I know you're ready. That we'll do that in a couple weeks. That's coming at you soon. Um, I know you're ready. I I am deep in season two right now. But uh, the word on. The uh, uh, street about season three is just like it's fantastic. So I, I, I have something coming for me, don't I? Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, season two was a roller coaster. Season three is just the roller coaster going off the fucking tracks, man. You know, so uh, you know they, yes, they, they, they've been inching up that that steep incline, and then they drop down. And they find there's no more roller drop? coaster at the end. Yeah, so uh, it's <laughs> it off the rails. It's really good, right. you know. Um, awesome. I can't wait to talk about that. You know, just one more thing good. I wanted to say. Um, is I, I, I don't want to tie you up too much, but you know. Uh, there's this wonderful moment in the, in the opening episode where um, Picard is in his mind and he's playing uh, poker with uh, Data and um, and that beautiful jazz uh, song is sort of in the background and you know it's just, they're on they're on like the um, the lounge of a of a ship you know and Picard says that um, I don't want the game to end I'm all in you know and I I, I got to say uh, it would that sort of that that line gave me shivers when I heard it, and I didn't know what to expect from that. And now having gone through the 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 first season and seeing where we end up with sort of Picard in this synthetic body as this golem, and basically this um, basically this 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 you know human um, you know uh, robot sort of hybrid, you know uh, more more closer to data than he is to being a human. You know, like I'm just saying that um, he went all in, man, and and. I, I was along with them there. I'm all into. I can't wait for season two. Um, I'm so excited for what comes next. I think they did a fantastic job on the series, and um, it really no was um, just a wonderful um, just journey. 
I'm with him. He, he at that moment he um he didn't want the game to end because nope. he didn't he didn't want to not be with Data anymore. Yeah. And you know I'm with him. I don't want the uh, I don't want this game to end. I want to spend more time with him. So Chris, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, thank you again uh, for coming on. Uh, I can't wait to talk in a, a few weeks. And thank you um everybody out there for joining the party. Stay uh, stay safe and stay low out there. <laughs>